special good evening and welcome uh, to our evening service. And if you are not in the category of the redeemed, you will have an opportunity so that by the end of our time together, you can make a decision that will prove your status from that of one being not a part of the redeemed to one that can truly be called a part of the redeemed, God's children. Let me also take this opportunity to please take advantage of the notices and the information in our bulletin. And you would notice that next uh, Lord's Day evening, we will be meeting like this in larger numbers at another place in Grace Community Church for our evening time together. Um, also, there were some persons who had birthdays today. We wish to uh, congratulate you on our, this milestone and those uh, like Tanika who is having one. I understand she will celebrate like a Jew for two weeks um, tomorrow. <laughs> Tomorrow and all of those who are having birthdays the rest of this month uh, wish you God's blessing. Could you please bow with me now as we go to our Heavenly Father in gratitude for all that he has done for us. Oh, Father, once again we are delighted and certainly thankful to you for your blessings in our lives. Indeed, uh, we would not have been here had it not been for your grace and your mercy. We thank you for our status as those who can be truly called the redeemed because of what Jesus Christ has done for us. And as we come together this evening, as we, we focus and think and meditate on what he did for us in Calvary, as we think and remember him um, around the Lord's table, Lord, we pray that even now, that if there is anything that will prevent us from doing that uh, with clean hands and pure hearts, that you will remove it from us so that we can truly worship you this evening. Once again, thank you for all that are here, those who are coming. And uh, Lord, we pray that our total participation will be one that is pleasing to you. These things, Father, we ask in your son's name, Jesus Christ. Amen. One. Good evening. Uh, we're going to start uh, as usual for this service with question and answers concerning or comments concerning uh, the messages that we've been uh, discussing for the past uh, few weeks. And then we'll go into the Lord's Supper. But I do want to encourage all of you to attend the meeting at Grace uh, Community Church next Lord's Day evening with uh, Josh McDowell. I think that you benefit a lot from his ministry. So invite your friends out, your unsafe friends, your young people, especially if you have teenagers as well. Um, our young group uh, from here are growing up as a group as well. So we encourage you to, to do that. There'll be no service here next Lord's Day evening. Okay? All right. Any questions or comments before we get into the Lord's Supper this evening? Concerning, uh, we're talking about gifts. Spiritual gifts. Um, yes, you need that. Oh, okay. Obedience. Pastor Lee, I couldn't wait for tonight. Why? You couldn't. Um, yes. The another. I'm lost. Yeah. That, you mean you are another lost person? <laughs> no. And don't say get the tape, you know, because yeah. I can still be lost. I. In reading, say, for to one is given, right, the word of wisdom. And when it said another from, I got it all highlighted. Right. I was thinking You think another. you're talking about another person. Yeah. Right. So I'm All right, that's a very good question. That's an excellent question, actually, and we're, we're the reason for confusing you. Let me say this. There's so many, there, there's so many uh, questions concerning uh, spiritual gifts. It's very difficult to deal with them in a preaching type of a thing, a ministry, because there's so many different things to deal with. For instance, if I were to really give you my position on spiritual gifts, you would think I'm coming from another planet. Because I believe, and I've been involved in teaching it in a way that confuses people as well. And in fact, as I was going over this morning, this afternoon, I made a decision I will not do that anymore. 
I will confuse you if I have to uh, in order for you to get what I believe the understanding is. Number one, if you uh, look at the beginning of chapter 11, verse 1, what do you see? Now concerning what? What do you see? 1 Corinthians 11, 12, I'm sorry, chapter 12, verse 1. All of your versions have spiritual gifts? Anybody, any version has anything else? Huh? Is the word gifts in italics? What does that normally mean? It's not in the original language. Right? So the word is the Greek word pneumatikon. No, no, I'm sorry. Pneumatikos. Uh, 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 it actually means spiritual things or spiritual people. It could be applied to people, persons, or it could be applied to spiritualities. It doesn't have to mean spiritual gifts, although it could mean spiritual gifts. You understand what I'm saying? I believe that that has caused the confusion. I believe we should change the name. It's really manifestations. Go down to verse 7. Look at chapter 12, verse 7. Then I'll, then I'll try to answer your questions. Uh, it's going to confuse you more, but that's what learning is all about. What, how does verse 7 begin? And what does it say? Now the manifestations of the Spirit. Right? It doesn't say gifts. But then it goes down to list these things we call gifts. Right? It goes down to list these things. I thought it was somebody telephoned. It goes on to name gifts. And I think that's the confusion. And I have to confess that I am, I've been responsible for bringing about some of that confusion, going along with the crowd. What he's talking about is that those things we call gifts are manifestations of the Spirit. That's how the Spirit manifests himself in different individuals. So when he says another, he's not talking about another person. He's talking about another gift. Another kinds of gifts. That's why the word another there is so important. Some of the same kind, some are of a different kind. You're not going to say some of the same people and some different kind of people. He's not talking about people. He's talking about manifestations. In other words, the Spirit of God who indwells us manifests themselves in different ways in different people. Now here is where this gets a little tricky and where you probably haven't heard this anywhere because they don't teach it but I think the text not think I know the text deals with it what look at verse 11 now look at verse 11 what does it say at verse 11 what does it say But one and the same Spirit worketh. Now, what things is he talking about? The manifestations. In verse 7, you see what I'm saying? It's the same Spirit, and it's the same Spirit and all these people who are responsible for these manifestations. So here is the thing now. You've got to study this. I wonder if I should say this. Um, yes. Remember who tried the spirits? Well, try the Spirit when I tell you this. Because this is something different from you've heard and even from what I preached. All right? Uh, it's this. If you look at that text from verse 7 to verse 11, you'll get the implication there that it's possible for the Spirit of God to manifest all of those gifts in one person when he wants to. You understand what I'm saying? In other words, if the Spirit of God wants me to speak in tongues, he could do that. 
If he wants me to heal, he could do that. If he wants me to exhort, he could do that. At different times. You understand what I'm saying? That's why we have to make a distinction between spiritual abilities as gifts and the gifts of people. That's why you have Ephesians 4. He gave to the church gifts, right? And who are those gifts? Right. They're men. They're people, not abilities. You see what I'm saying? And so it's a whole different story here. And that's why I believe we have really distorted the teaching of spiritual gifts. Now for me to try to teach it here and to correct all of that will cause you all to get in all kind of confusion. But I encourage you to study the Bible nonetheless and see if that is not true. You see, all we have done is simply taken what others have said without examining and just teach it, teach it, teach it, teach it without in any way examining to see if the teaching is correct. I've done it myself, I confess, I admit that. And I apologize for that. Yet my old age now, I could, I could stop doing that because you know, you can't beat me up too much as an old person anymore. So anyway, the, another there has to do with other gifts, not other people. The way they have translated it, in the, most of the translations say, two, that's not in the original. Look at it, and it says, it said these manifestations and another manifestation, another manifestation, that's what you have to read, not another person. It's another manifestation of the Spirit. And it tells you that right in verse 7, and it concludes by saying the same thing in verse 11. You see? All right. Not in that fashion. Not in, it means that he manifests himself to different people in different ways. Each person in different ways. That's what he's saying. Is the gift interpreted the same way when it speaks of Jesus ascending into heaven and giving gifts to men? Yeah, that's the gifts he gave the men are called. Apostles, prophets, pastors, teachers, and so on. That's the gifts he gives the man. It's called, it's in there, it's in the text. Those are gifts of man, not the gifts of abilities. I don't think you read anywhere in the New Testament where, the, where Jesus gives gifts of abilities. It's the Holy Spirit who does it for him. You see? He gives the man uh, to the church. The Spirit of God gives the abilities. That's why it's the Spirit who uses us the way He wants, when He wants to do it. You see? Priscilla. Pastor Lee, that makes a whole lot more sense. Because we focus a lot on trying, if we focus a lot on trying to find what our spiritual gift is, I think we miss the boat. I think we're to be, and Scripture holds up, that we are to be available to him for his use. Oh. Is this too loud? Go ahead. I'm, oh, listening. Okay. I'm sorry. Right. Give that to Alan upstairs for me. I really, I am very encouraged that you said that because even this morning, right after the message, I turned to the lady who was sitting next to me and we both agreed with trying to figure out what is our spiritual gift. You know, I don't really believe God wants us to get all tied up trying to f in, in knots trying to put ourselves into a box that we wonder where we are. I think he wants That's us right. to focus on being yielded to him and let him use the gifts. The same lady who sat next to me this morning last Sunday was a real blessing to me in that she just was a, very, a real comfort to me. So I thanked her for using her spiritual gift last Sunday because she was a comfort to me. Nobody else knows about that, and I can't tell you what spiritual gift that was. But guess what? She was yielded to the Lord. I received. She gave. And I right, just... You see, that's one of the problems that comes up when we, when we try to put that in that context, my gift, my gift. It's the Spirit's, it's the spirit's ability. It's not ours, really. And he just uses us as a conduit, as an avenue for any of them the way he wants. 
And sometimes, don't you think we may not even be aware oh, that yeah. it's a gift? No because, but so our our no our purpose should be to be open and yielded to Him to just let Him use. And us. being ready to be used, even if we've never done anything like it before. Right. See now, you got to look at the open end. Sometimes you get in a position and you know the Spirit of God is prompting you to do something. You've never done it in your life. Boy, no, what? I can do that? People can laugh at me. What? I'm, but the Spirit of God may be prompting you, hey, that's what I want you to do. You've never done it before, but I want you to do it now. You see what I'm saying? We have to be open to that as well, rather than to saying that the only thing I'm going to be doing is this thing here, which is my gift. You understand what I'm saying? We have to be open to the Spirit of God and you're going to see that's why the problem came up in Corinth. We're going to see that as we go along. Now, I was anticipating this question. And so, I, gave, I want to give you, Alan, uh, I inserted, I think it's slide 57. Can you get to that? I want to give you a paraphrase of the passage I looked at this morning from 7 to 11 using this. And what I did is I was trying to find some other I was going to say scholar, but you might think I'm calling myself a scholar, a Bible student who I've come across things along the same line, and I did, and I want you to present his paraphrase because it fits in with my own as well. All right? Alan, would you, can you show that? It's up? Yeah, there it is. Now notice. Now the manifestation. See, that's the, by the way, those of you who know English and if you know Bible study methods, when you are looking in a passage, you always look, first of all, for the subject. Right? The subject in this passage is not spiritual gift. The subject is the manifestation. All right? It's very important to understand. Notice. Now the manifestation of the gift of the Holy Spirit. See, the, the gift that we have is the Holy Spirit. Jesus himself called him a gift. Isn't that right? The manifestation of the gift of the Holy Spirit is bestowed upon every man for the collective spiritual profit of everyone in the church. For one manifestation, the word of wisdom, truly is brought forth through the gift of the Holy Spirit. Another manifestation of the same kind is the word of knowledge, is brought forth because of the same gift of the Holy Spirit. A different type of manifestation, faith, is brought forth because of the same gift of the Holy Spirit. Another manifestation of the same kind, the free gift of healing, is brought forth because of the one gift of the Holy Spirit. And another manifestation of the same kind, the working of miracles, and another manifestation of the same kind, prophecy, and another manifestation of the same kind, the discerning of spirits to another. To another manifestation of a different kind, speaking in tongues. And another manifestation of the same kind, the interpretation of tongues. Now notice verse 11. And all of these manifestations are the works of that one and the same Spirit, which is the essence of God, distributing variety of His own to each man as He wills. That's what that passage is saying. The Spirit of God, only one Spirit, that's all, manifests themselves in different ways to the people of, through the people of God. That's what I believe the passage is teaching. And that's what I believe that the another is. Does that answer your question? Or confuse you? All right. Any other questions? Um, All right. If I look at a man like the Apostle Paul, with the gift of the Spirit, you're saying that these manifestations that he demonstrated during right. his he ministry... Could, if, if the Holy Spirit wants to. Because it's up to the Holy Spirit. And Paul will tell you that he had all kinds of gifts. He's, he himself said that. And so he, did, he had one gift. No, 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 no. The Holy Spirit. No, no, no. Well, yes, he had the Holy Spirit. And that was the source of the manifestations. manifestations. You see? And, so and what he got from the Holy Spirit was not gifts, but rather manifestations of the Holy Spirit. Are you saying that it's available to us yes. today? Uh, well, that's what that says. That's what that says. It says, because of the Holy Spirit indwelling in us, He can manifest His power through us in these different ways. He could do it in your life in this way. He could do it in your life in this way. If He wants to, He could do it in your life in all of these ways at different times. You see the point? 
Now, have you ever heard that before? No. no. So it could be heresy. <laughs> Personally, in my professional life, you know, I always felt that before I never spoke about God at work. I, I didn't because I felt I wasn't I wasn't ready to talk about him. I kept him under the stone almost. And recent years, I've noticed that I'm a little bit bolder. I talk about him because I thought if you're treating the whole man, you have to look at the spiritual part of him because I see so much death and all of that. In recent times, twice it happened to me. I was going to work. My main purpose was to go somewhere else in the area. And suddenly a very strong, because I went there for that purpose. And suddenly, like, it was like something just told me, no, go that way, go to the other place. And would you believe it? As soon as you walk in, somebody says, oh, this person wants to talk to you, very important. And I go to the person, and they said they want me to pray with them. And after I prayed, I went back to my office, and a few hours later, the person passed away. It happened twice. And after that, I said, oh, God, I want to go, because the person is dying. And I used to feel so bad, because I thought, God, did I do, do them in? And I, Michael told me, you're not God. <laughs> what I'm saying is, it was a, a prompting. Yeah. I meant to do something else, but it, the, the, like something told me, go the other way. Well, you see, yeah. well, you see, that's the whole point. Remember how Paul started this all off about discerning what spirit is motivating us? That's what we had to be doing all the time. See, one of the unfortunate things with us as Christians, we don't think about the leading of the spirit. Although Paul says in Romans, if we are not led by the spirit, we are not the children of God. He says that very clearly. Now, that don't mean in one instance. You've prayed, you know, I led it. No, no, no. It means that you've been led by the Spirit all the time. It's a way of life. A Christian is a person who is led by the Spirit and not led by the old man. You understand what I'm saying? And the thing is, we've become so spiritually insensitive to the Spirit of God in our lives. You see? If we were, our lives would be different. We wouldn't have to have anybody force us to tell anybody about Jesus Christ. We wouldn't have to have anybody force us to tell us we have to learn how to pray, that we have to learn how to read the Bible. No, no, no. It's the prompting of the Spirit of God who encourages us, who motivates us to do that. All we have to do is follow the Spirit's leading in our lives. You see? But we become so accustomed that the only way I am a true Christian is if I do something. I have to do something. Do something. No, no, no. The whole thing is being sensitive to the, the prompting of the Spirit of God who wants to work out His power in us every day of our lives. Miracles should not be anything that is strange to the Christian. Miracles should be the ordinary way of living for the Christian. We shouldn't be surprised when God answers our prayer. It's amazing how surprised we are. Boy, I prayed about it. The Lord answered. Isn't that something? What did you expect? What do you expect? You see, we don't live as though we have the Spirit of God in us. Anyway, I don't suppose to preach. All right. Yeah, Pastor Lee, I was thinking with these gifts, uh, like say with the miracles and healing with the... Holy Spirit being in a genuine Christian, why aren't we seeing more of these gifts manifested? That's a good question. Well, the point is, who says we are not? Who says we are, who says we are not seeing them? We might just not be able to discern them as such. For instance, let's go back to illness. We pray about someone getting healed. And though they go to the doctor and everything, and they come back and they're good. Oh, boy, it's not a good doctor. Isn't that right? Isn't that a good, rather than saying, isn't that a good God? Isn't that a good doctor? He cured me because he gave me this medication. You understand what I'm saying? We don't know how to read spiritual manifestations. We don't know whether it's coming from man, coming from the devil, or coming from God. How do we know that the reason why Ananias and Sapphira was killed by God was because they lied. Because we have it written. Right? Now today, we don't have 
any Bible being written. But you got Christians dying unexpectedly. Right or wrong? Yeah. You get Christians who are sick because God is judging them. Right or wrong? Sure. But how do we look at it? Well, oh my, you know he didn't put on his coat last night, he catch a draft. Or whatever. Now we blame it on something else. You see? Maybe God is just training, teaching him a truth. We don't know. Right? That's where spiritual sensitivity comes. When we have to be... Can you... It happened to me several times. It happens all the time. You walk into the presence of someone. And you feel uneasy. You just can't... You just don't want to talk to that person. You can't even look him straight in the eye. Isn't that right? You just feel uneasy. About it. Have you ever had that kind of experience? What do you think about right away? You don't think, boy, maybe this spirit, this person is being directed by a demonic spirit, and my spirit is reacting against that. We don't think about that. I do, I'll tell you that. That's why when I have those kinds of feelings with people, I don't deal with them. I don't deal with them. You see? We have to be sensitive to those kinds of things. You see? And this would be dealing with here. Paul says you've got to understand we are in a spiritual battle if you want. We are living in the spiritual world. And there's good and bad. And we've got to be able to discern them. You see. And we have to be free as Christians for the spirit of God to work in and through us any way he wants, any time, even if it's embarrassing for us. You see. For instance, back in the book of Acts, Acts 2. They thought the fellas was drunk when they were speaking all this cribbage as far as they were concerned. But these people were hearing the gospel in their own language. See? All right. Other questions? Because you want to go to the Lord's Supper. Now, did I confuse anybody? I hope I confused some of you so you at least you could start reading or studying and checking to see whether or not um, what did the Bereans do whether or not it be so whatever it is one more question uh, Pastor Lee um, are you then saying that spiritual gifts or the gifts that are given to the church are people and then the spirit who indwells us manifests no, no, no. himself not, in different ways? No, no, no. I'm not saying that all people are gifts. I'm saying that God mm -hmm. gives the church gifts and he names them. Apostles, prophets, uh, pastor, teachers, teachers, evangelists, and so on. He names them as gifts. And he names nobody else as gifts in that particular passage. Uh -huh. A broad principalization. In other words, you could take a principle from that original thing and say that any of the leaders that are qualified are God's gifts to the church. What is God's gift to all believers is the Holy Spirit. He's given us that gift. That's what this emphasizes. One Holy Spirit who works in and through the believer to manifest himself. When I say manifest himself, not to show the Holy Spirit, but to show the power of God. You see? Now we'll be talking more about this as we go along now. So, you know, don't let's spend all night here. Romans 12 talks about just as we have many members in one body and all the members don't have the same function, it talks about since we have gifts that differ. That microphone is to be used and put in your mouth. <laughs> it says in verse. 6 of Romans 12, since we have gifts that differ according to the grace given to each to us, each of us is to exercise them accordingly. If prophecy according to the proportion of his faith, right. is that the same as you mentioned here? Well, yes. Again, now the word the gift is, again, charismaton. It's simply a gracious bestowal. All right? And... Um, what Paul is talking about there is the same thing, mm -hmm. but it's not in the sense that we own that gift as ours. It's always, the, again now, it's a gift of grace, given right. freely, 
all right? And it is something we don't deserve, we don't own, or anything else. The Spirit of God uses as, as He wishes at any time that He desires. Now, we're going to be talking about that one, so I don't want to deal with the 14 chapters right now. So, all right, don't let's deal with all that right now. All right, let's calm down for a moment. Uh, this is an important study, though. It's an important study because it has it go to growth of the church. And my opinion right now, my thinking right now, is that one of the reasons why we don't have that spiritual vitality is because we don't understand and apply some of the things that are being taught by Paul. In this, we have a lot of confusion. We have a lot of confusion on them. And I'm here to confuse you a little bit more. All right? Let's bow in a word of prayer as we prepare our hearts to observe the Lord's Supper. Remember now that in our context, Paul addressed this issue of observing the Lord's Supper in a proper way. And one of the primary things was being conscious of our brothers and sisters around us, treating them as equal members of the body of Christ. Discerning not only the fact that Christ's body was prepared as a special sacrifice for us, but that we are members of that incredible body ourselves. And we are one in Christ. And we are to treat one another with that kind of an attitude and in that fashion. So as we prepare now, ask the Spirit of God to minister to you and to cause you to focus on Jesus Christ as we proclaim his death through these emblems until he comes. It's a backward look where we look at his death, the fact that he has died for us, not that he is dying. It's a forward look in that we do it until he comes. It's a look around us when we look at our fellow believers to be sure we are in right relationship with them. It's a look within as we examine our hearts before God to be sure that there's no sin in our lives unconfessed. And if there is, that we claim the promise that he's given us in his word that if we confess our sins, he's faithful and just to do what? To forgive and to cleanse us from all unrighteousness. And that's what he wants us to do right now. So take a few moments and allow the Spirit of God to work in your life. First of all, thanking him for being in you, indwelling you. Pray that you would do nothing to grieve him but tonight he will have free room, free course in your life to lead you in worshiping the triune God as we focus on the one who gave himself for us on Calvary's cross. Take a few moments right now to do that. Remember that this, the Lord's Supper is also a time where you can bless the Lord and you can bless his people by expressing to him your love for him and thanking him for what he did. This is a time for God's people to gather, to fellowship in the death and glorious resurrection of our Lord Jesus Christ. Father, thank you for loving us so much that you would send your own son, your unique son, the one whose body you prepared specifically and especially to be the perfect sacrifice for our sin. Thank you that he willingly, he voluntarily, readily went to the cross and gave himself for us. The one who knew no sin became a sin offering for us that we might be made the righteousness of God in him. We praise you for him tonight. We worship you tonight. And we cry out from our hearts, thanks be unto God for his unspeakable gift. 
thank you for sending your son to die for us. I encourage you to remain in that attitude of worship as the man who is serving come forward now. And again, if you feel that the Lord, the Spirit of God is leading you to say a prayer, say a praise, whatever it is, please feel free to do that as we participate. We're going to sing together. Alas, and did my Savior bleed, and did my Sovereign die? What an amazing thing that he did for us. Our King, our God, died in our place. He became sin who knew no sin, that we might be made the righteousness of God in him. Let's sing together. Alas, and did my Savior bleed, and did my sovereign die? Would he devote that sacred head for sinners' sons? as I was it for sins that I had done he suffered on the tree amazing pity grace unknown Great. 
As the men return to the front, let's sing of his love for us. presence this evening we thank you for Jesus and because of your love you sent Jesus to the cross and father we just take this bread to remind us of his body and father we just take it to also remind us of his second coming and we will give you praise and thanks for we ask these things in Jesus wonderful name amen and so, my brothers and sisters, I invite you in obedience to the command that Christ has left for us, that every time, as often as we get together, to remember him. And so the bread that you hold in your hand, representative of his body, 
and what it has gone through for us. Let us remember his death for us. Therefore, let us partake together as his children. Our Heavenly Father and our God, we just thank you so much for this cup that reminds us of your awesome love for us in sending your son Jesus to share his blood on our behalf, something we know we don't deserve. But Lord, as we're reminded of it, help us to, in return, live lives saying thank you, living sinless lives, Lord, as we do look forward to your return. And as we shine as light for you, we thank you for this time that we remember that great sacrifice on our behalf. In Jesus' name, amen. Lord Jesus, once again, we have an opportunity to remember you. Tonight, as we partake of this cup, may we do so with a heart of gratitude. Let us partake. If you'd like to share anything, uh, praise the Lord for something. Give a brief testimony just before we have our offering and our closing prayer. Uh, anyone? Brother Joe? This coming Sunday? The Gideons will be at the prison, the maximum security is the prison, and I will be speaking to those of the members of Calvary would like to come. If you let me know, I can put their names on the list. Very good. Thank you, Brother Joe. Anybody like to uh, go with Brother Joe and he preaches next week, please make sure you let him know. All right. Anyone else? Anything you'd like to share? Praise report. Amen. Hold on. Hold on. Um, two weeks ago, my four-year-old made a profession of faith. Um, during school, uh, the... the and they were talking about heaven and the Lamb's Book of Life, and, you know, they made it clear about being a sinner and what's not. And on our way home from school, and she was telling me about it, and I asked her, I said, well, did you ask Jesus to be your Savior? And she said, well, I can do so. And so on her own, I didn't prompt her. She prayed, and she asked God to forgive her of her sins and to be her Savior and her friend. And, uh, and she said, Lord, help me to live for you. Amen. So Praise the I was just Amen. so excited. That's very good. And you're going to leave here tonight without telling us that? Boy, that's a great news. Amen. Praise the Lord. All right, anyone else? Anything else you'd like to share? The Lord is not doing anything in anybody's life that's worthy to share. Okay. I just need prayer for Pastor Lee. I'm taking a new direction as of tomorrow. You ain't going to Africa. Eh? <laughs> All right. He knows, he knows what I'm talking about. He knows what I'm talking about. I, I am exiting the hospital, and God, I've been praying about something, and that opportunity has come and I am going so I need prayers that I will do what I'm supposed to be doing that God wants me to do that's what okay God's will. Pastor Wendley where's Pastor Wendley so short so small I can't see him would you mind praying for uh, a sister right now before we go our father thank you for for your blessings in our lives and particularly our dear sister your child as Sister Ampersam, and Lord, as she has been praying prior to this moment, and here you present the opportunity for her. Lord, we, we commit her to you and the direction in which you, she is uh, going. Lord, please surround her with your presence as always. Give her clarity of thought and purpose as well, and protect her in the process so that you can all, and as always, be ultimately exalted in our lives and through the things that she will do and the things that she will say. Ultimately, again, Lord, that you might be magnified and exalted because truly all honor and praise and glory 
is due solely to you. Bless you now. In Jesus' name, amen. All right, um, Steve, Stephen. Be submissive to order in the assembly, please. I apologize. Um, if you guys could just keep myself and some friends of mine in prayer, uh, Friday of next week, I think it's Friday of next week or the week after, the first Friday of next month, um, we're going to be doing another discussion time out at NPCC. Uh, we've already held one so far. It was a fairly good turnout. And what it is, if we've offered to those who don't believe, atheists, agnostics, to come out and discuss with those of us who do believe, why is it that we do believe and what it is about it that we believe in. Um, and last time we had a very good turn, well, I'd say a really good turn turnout. Um, I didn't expect anyone to show, so those who came was, it was good. And the discussion was very good. So just pray for clarity of thought um, and that we're able to share what we believe accurately to those who don't really care. Very good. Thank you. All right. Anyone else? Now, this, I want you to share about Lord's blessings and stuff like that, not just announcements. Good evening, everybody. Um, everybody, oh, majority of the people in the church knows that I wasn't feeling well last week at all. I was, came close to bronchitis. Um, I really did not sound good at all or anything, but I'm able to sit down in church today, tonight, you guys. And so I want to thank God for that. Amen. Very good, Joe. Thanks. All right. Anyone else? Anyone else? Okay. All right, Wilhelmina. Yes, I can give God praise. My brother John, whom I asked for to pray for many times, had his seventh heart surgery last week. And he's flying home today. And only God did this because Amen. Amen. this was another miracle. Amen. It was a difficult one, the, the doctor who, who did the surgery. He said this was a very difficult one, seven times, same spot. And my brother lives. Amen. Praise the Lord. Praise God. Amen. Yeah. Okay, thank you for sharing that. Fantastic. That's good. Anyone else? Let the redeemed of the Lord say so. Okay, brother. Let's see. Couldn't keep silent on this, Pastor Lee. Um, I was thinking when I went home this evening that um, perhaps one of the spiritual gifts should be the gift of encouragement. Mm. And I don't know if that's a gift or it not. It is but a manifestation. Go ahead. <laughs> well, um, I like to say that I really, I've never felt encouraged like, I have felt encouraged this morning from um, most of um, the members here. Um, so I, I just wanted to make that known. Amen. Amen. Praise the Lord. And you're an encouragement to us too, my brother. Thank you for your ministry. All right. Anyone else? See, that's great. Isn't that good to hear? Amen. Amen. Nathan, how would you and your fellows go today eating all of that chicken? What? Is that right? Now, again, I thought it was a good thing. Nathan got together uh, his team, and they had lunch today. And Andrew did the cooking, right? At least most of it. Andrew, uh, the team, did the cooking. And I think that's fantastic, don't you? And he's doing a great work working with those young men. All right. All right. Anything else? Anyone else? Colleen, when are you going? Are you leaving soon? Next Sunday, Colleen is going for a little medical procedure, right? So let's remember Colleen as she goes next time. To inform the congregation, three years ago, Brother Keith Phillips was here, and um, the Lord had laid on his heart. He wanted to see a group like. He is working with in Jamaica, open-air campaigners start in the Bahamas. We have been meeting and praying for the last almost three years. 
And I want to say tonight that we finally have formed legally Open Air Campaigners Bahamas. Bahamas, amen. We have been a, working for a long time. We have a national director in Brother Ted Thompson, who mm -hmm. is the elder at Believers Gospel Chapel, right. among a number of other brothers and sisters in different churches uh, around the island here in Nassau. And Brother Keith is coming again at the end of next month for two, three weeks to all some other seminars and we're going to be able to go into the schools and to present the gospel. Amen. And you're a board member, right? You're I am a founding actually, member. I have agreed to serve on Brother Keith's request as chairman of the board until we can get everything going up. Amen. Very good. That's, he's been working that for a long time, so we thank the Lord for that. All right. Final. Anyone else? I'd just like to thank God for the training we had yesterday with the music ministry. Uh, we had about 20 singers or so who came out, and uh, it's just great to be further equipped with, you know, some of the skills. My, my cousin led that, right? Your Dr. cousin, Lee? yeah, Dr. Lee, right. Yeah. <laughs> but, yeah, we had a good time of uh, being trained and uh, becoming more skillful at what we do, and I, I want to thank God for that. And, uh, of course, uh, uh, their brother, Ricardo, got started today in the music ministry Amen. Uh, officially, Amen. so just want to thank God for that as well. Amen. And we appreciate that too, my brother. Okay, Anton, you could um, have the floor. Well, um, we want to sing just a, love, uh, a hymn of adoration to Jesus. It's 87. And uh, just before we have the prayer for the offering, and Sister Roxanne plays a special number on the flute. Uh, number 87, uh, let's stand together as we uh, think back of, on what Jesus did for us. Let's uh, just sing verse, verses 1, uh, 2, and verse 5. 1, 2, and 5. Number 87, Lamb of God, our souls adore thee. Lamb of God, our souls adore thee, while upon thy face we gaze. There the Father's love and glory shine in all their brightest rays. Thine Within thy king. 
thine the praise and thine the glory Lamb of God for sinners slain Thank you. You may be seated. Our Father, we continue to thank you and bless your name. Indeed, you have always been good to us. And now we come to this other part of our time together as we worship you through our tithes and our offering. And Father, we want to thank you for providing and giving us the opportunity to participate in this way. And as we do so, Lord, we do so with joy and ask your blessing upon all that participate even now. In Jesus' name, amen.
thank you very much, uh, Sister Roxanne. Thank you. Now I ask you to please bow with me as we, as we bring our time together to a close. Our Father, thank you for your grace to us. Amazing grace. Grace, indeed, that is greater than our sins. And we thank you for the gift of your Holy Spirit to us. And we thank you for the manifestations of the same in our lives from time to time. Now, Lord, as we leave this place, very conscious of the fact that we will never leave your presence, we ask that you will be pleased with our thoughts, and the way we live, the way we walk, so that we can attribute to you all honor, all praise, as a sign or as a symbol of our gratitude to you for all that you do for us. This is our request, and all of God's children says, Amen.